Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul. We got a couple of guests playing this week. Uh, Mr. JB, a.k.a. The Prodigal One, uh, my brother and co-host from The Film Frequency and my brother's Keeper, Keepers podcast, is joining me for the In the Mind of Hayes uh, discussion this week where we'll be talking about the debate, uh, Trump and COVID, and also a little uh, prelude to the upcoming uh, vice presidential debate uh, coming up this, this, this Wednesday. So we got JB on there. We got to you with the Cookie Chronicles. We also got Peabody from Social Complex coming in for a discussion topic. And this week we are actually kicking off a new series. You know, I like to do my things in trilogies. And this new trilogy is called Creative Minds. So this one is Creative Minds Episode 1, When Beef Becomes Brotherhood is the first one this is a great discussion for anyone who knows me peabody's history knows that it's it's a it's a weird one and you know some stuff actually came out in this conversation that i didn't realize either like we had actually been connected years well, a while before um and then you know the funny thing is is that the, what i mainly wanted to do even you know me and peabody's history of like being on opposite sides and be coming at one one another that wasn't the focus on it what i wanted to do with this creative mind series was really bring in creatives who have really either started during this pandemic um where i have added new things to their creativity during this pandemic peabody was just the first one up um and naturally we went to real life things and real life topics because you know i mean we had to talk about it it, it was like the elephant in the room but that's that we talk about that we talk about creativity we talk a lot about our creative process how children uh have affected that a lot of stuff going in on that but i think ultimately what this first episode of this creative mind series is and what i wanted it uh to represent is to show how when people are actually on their grown man shit how we can put a lot of that silly shit to the side and you know it was a great conversation i look forward to working with peabody more in the future um this one was long overdue i'm glad that we were able to make it happen um and it happened in the right time you know i ideally i wish it would have been able we would have been able to squash things and it would have happened prior to now but everything happens for a reason everything happens in the season and in the time of life that it's meant to happen i think this conversation is going to be reflective of that um again so just so you guys kind of know first half of the show is a pretty lengthy political conversation with my brother jb uh time stamps are in the description because i know politics aren't necessarily for everyone we also got the cookie chronicles from tia and then we have Creative Minds Volume 1 as the meat of this episode, the last discussion topic. Also, I'm kicking around some ideas for some new stuff that I want to bring to the podcast. Um, just new way, well, new ways, new ways to present things. And you may see some things change after this Creative Mind series. So as we go towards the end of this year, uh, I'm just going to be trying out some new things. Uh, let me know what you guys uh, think about it. I love the reception to the last couple of episodes. The feedback uh, was uh, was a great one. I really I really love being able to like read and dig dig into the reactions. And I, it, re having reaction episodes as a full lengthy discussion uh, can be a little a little weird, especially if you didn't listen to the last episode. But the the last two episodes go so hand in hand, and I look at them as like different chapters in the same book. Um, and you have to get all those chapters sometimes to get all of the information. So just 
great. We, I always say fall is my best time. I continually say that fall is when I'm at my best. It's when I'm at my most creative. It's just when I'm at my most happiest generally. So like this, the stuff that I'm working on now, uh, you guys saw it last week with the anyone who saw the YouTube videos, the YouTube version, or even the promos videos. I did a, a lot of little extra creative stuff with that one. Um, and I'm just really, really continue looking forward to, to just what we're building here at the Awaken Soul. And as video becomes more of a tool, um, and you know what I'm doing with that, for those who know, I have a photography and videography business. So I'm using it as twofold, right? Um, the podcast is always going to be its own thing. That's my passion. That's a whole different thing. But I'm using the fact that I do use video so heavily in this podcast to also showcase some of my skills with videography so if anybody sees the podcast they see oh he does some shit so it's just it's funny it, I'm, I'm i'm trying to bring it all together in a unique and interesting way just to continue growing um this platform and everything that we're building but that's that's enough prefacing that's like five minutes of just the intro we're gonna go ahead we're gonna get into our intro music on the other side of that you can catch me and jb during the in the mind of hay segment where we'll be talking about the political debates i'll see you guys right after this the following is a Breaks Media Podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. Shut who is up, your, man. Listen, in, in China ate your lunch, Joe. You're the, the worst president America has ever had. Hey, hey, Come Joe, on. Me, I'm not here to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a liar. But you I just agree. want to make sure. Joe, you're the liar. I, 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 I want to make sure. You graduated last in your class, I, not first in your class. I, I, <laughs> I want to make Mr. sure. Mr. President, can you let him finish, sir? No, he doesn't know how to do that. You Absolutely know what? You're wait, not what true. You're doing it. You're going to have. True. Gentlemen. I hate to raise my voice, but I see it seems to be. Why should I be different than the two of you? I will tell you very simply, we won the election. Elections have consequences. We have the Senate. We have the White House. And we have a phenomenal nominee, respected by all. Welcome to my dark and twisted, crazy-ass mind. This is the end of mine of Hayes segment on the awaken soul podcast where we talk about usually things that are happening in the news and culture and i've only ever had two guests ever in the history during the end of mine hey segment because it's in my dark mind and i don't trust everybody to be in my mind everybody can't take it but <laughs> luckily we got my brother the prodigal one himself my co-host on the film frequency and my brother's keeper mr jb's in the building what's going on bro hello <laughs> I'm in the mind of Hayes. It's fucking weird in here. What's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? So funny. Uh, so we're here to discuss kind of the fallout from the debate um, and everything. And, bro, I have there's been only a handful of times where people have literally reached out to me like, can you release a special episode for this? We need to hear your opinions on it. And I think I actually did I ask you even before the debate, if you come on and talk to me about it, maybe it was like the day after or right afterwards. But because I wanted to wait to talk to you, I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm, I got to do this one more brother, JB. Uh, we, we did a little prelude to it on my brother's keeper. Might as well keep it going. Um, so bro, before we get started uh, on like any details or whatever, this was the biggest clown show I have ever seen in my life in, as it regards to politics, bro, as it relates to politics, I should say this. Is, I've never seen 
two people who could potentially be leading our country act act in this way. What do you think, bro? Firstly, I enjoyed every second of oh, it. Oh yeah, I love it. We, <laughs> when we spoke on NBK, I said that this is going to be a circus show <laughs> and it lived up to the expe- my expectations. I mean, what are these men are going to lead the country, the greatest country on the planet for the next four years? Keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it. And the thing with this is, is that I do want to say, like, Trump did what I think we all expect him to do, right? He he likes to get it the, this way because that's how he front runs. Biden honestly kind of disappointed me, and this is what I'm. This is where I'm going to say this at is that all Biden had to do for this debate was stay poised. Stick to the facts. That smile he was doing, like in the first round, where he just kind of would smirk when Trump would say little shit. That's he needed to keep that. That's what Obama would have done. The whole completely classed him out of this fucking debate. Stuck to the facts or whatnot. Biden started getting in the mud with him. The whole you're a clown, Putin's puppy. While great and fucking hilarious. Let me just say that those are great sound bites and hilarious. You. If you really wanted to turn people and show the difference between Trump and Biden, Biden dropped the bomb because he started doing the petty shit right along with Trump. Um, and so I, what, what do you think about that aspect of it? Well, I agree with you 100 percent. And again, we talked about this on NBK. If I think if Biden would have held his poise, like you said, mm-hmm. did those smirky smiles and just kept to the, the policies and, and the, the, the topics, he would have looked way more stronger. Instead, you have others myself included, actually showing some, I think that showed weakness on Biden because Trump was able to bring him into his world and bring him down to his level, which is probably what Trump's plan was in the beginning. Now, Trump can use that and say, listen, if he can't handle me, how is he going to handle all the other world leaders out there? Because there's some crazy ass world leaders. How are you going to handle these if you can't handle little old me? So I think it was a great move from Trump. And I think Biden totally messed up. I don't think Biden's intention was to go back and forth with him mm-hmm. but when you're in there and, and you're, you're being looked at by millions of people on tv and you know they had about 70 people in an audience yeah. it it's hard not to defend yourself sort of yeah and then i think too um the 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 thing where biden really got it to differently because you know th- going back and forth with trump after a while, i think people would have forgiven biden after the sun comment and it was like okay well he you know you 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 got to defend your family. And then so if you would have gotten, you know, that shut up, man, and that would have came after that. OK, I kind of understand that. But where Biden really messed up, too, is that then he started cutting off the moderator, Chris, Chris Wallace, just like just like Trump did. And they like that's where it's like, OK, uh, shout out to, to Chris Wallace, because he handled it. I, he had the most class up there. But still, at some point, I would have had to tell the motherfuckers to both shut the fuck up. But, uh, you know, he just he I'm sure he had a drink. But let's let's get into some of the details here. The biggest thing that that people are going to be that are going to talk about and they're going to take away from this between this and the next debate is that trump had the opportunity to speak out against white supremacy and did not take that opportunity he responded with but are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacists and right like me to condemn? White Proud supremacists and right supremacists. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. 
Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing problem. This is, this is a left-wing problem. This is a left-wing problem. White supremacist. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not militia. Which is in no way denounced. And I've, I've seen people try to defend that as, well, he did denounce it by saying that. If you t tell someone to stand back and stand by, what that means to me is saying, all right, get behind me. When I need you, I'll call you. That's all that that means to me. What do you think about that? I think if he would have stopped up stand back, it wouldn't have been such a big thing. Because stand back is probably mean like hold, hold up. Yeah. But what he said, stand by, that means for now. So here's the thing, and I know I'm probably your listeners are probably going to like, you know, give me shit for this, but I honestly do not believe Trump is some undercover white, you know, supremacist. However, he's running for presidency. Mm -hmm. He wants to vote. Uh, there's a lot of white supremacists, aka Nazis, and et cetera, out there. He obviously wants their vote. If he would have denounced them, what do you think would have happened? They would have turned their back on him, probably. So he's still trying to get their votes, obviously, because it's a large majority of them. So I think it was a little bit of diplomacy. He looked horrible in doing so because while he's just trying to play to a small group of people, you have everybody else, including Republicans, who were like, wait, what, what the hell did he just say? So I, I think he got caught up in the moment there, and it looked it looked bad for him, really. Well, okay, so here's the thing, and I, and I don't want this to become the main part of the conversation, but... It, Okay, I think Trump is definitely more of a classist than a than a racist. But 100%. he still is very much. He has racial racist ideas, and I've said this before. It's kind of like with the Drake thing. Like I, I don't have any problems with Drake as an artist. It's Drake's fans, and Trump supporters are racist, and they're and he he speaks to that base, and he's afraid to denounce it because he does like to your point. He is going to lo lose a huge part of his base. But Trump has done some racist shit. Now, classism and racism kind of overlap some, so I can definitely see where people where people focus on just the racist aspect. But best believe, poor white people, Trump doesn't give a shit about you either. What do you think? 100%. No, 100% agreed. Um, you know, for those who haven't listened to the the um the episode, uh, forgive me, I forgot the name of the episode, but it's when uh when uh, uh Hayes had the panel with me, Billy Ray and and a bunch of us. We were talking about um, does white, uh, I forgot what the topic was. Um, but anyway, it, it was a good episode. The point is Billy Ray had brought up that point about there's not really so much racism in, or there's more classism. And I think that's a great point. I think Donald Trump doesn't care what color your skin is. His main color is green. Do you have money or do you, do you not? Are you, are you upper epsilon or are you one of the, you know, kind of the bottom levels and mm. he'll hate anybody that's not sort of upper mid class and higher and that that's just him so i think you put that perfectly actually yeah i mean and like i said i want to make it clear that's not to 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 deny or to act like his his some some of that racism doesn't shine through for example you know we talk about uh with the central park five how he took out a whole ad and then how that all boiled down so you know but still it it, it boils down to a big part to class um as far as anything else in this debate so biden let's let's get to because as much as i you know i'm i'm not a trump supporter we can't ignore biden and another thing that i want to say that i say that biden stuck his mouth his foot in his mouth in when he adamantly declared i am the democratic party i immediately face palm bro i'm like why would you say that why that's just, and the, the reason why that's bad and for people who for people who don't really follow politics or whatever, that may not sound like a bad thing to say. He is the Democratic nominee, and some people, and he, for a lot of people, he's he is looked at as the Democratic Party. 
But this is this is why again, this is kind of why why I always sit with not just going to just one party, but when you say that, there are people who are Democrats who are fucking radicals and who do stupid shit. So when you say I am the Democratic Party, what that does is that opens you up for any any type of issues that anybody has with anything that happens in the Democratic Party. Now for those who aren't as intelligent as far as with p- politics now can sit there and say, well, well, Joe, if you are the Democratic Party, I need you to explain this and that. So what do you think about that? No, uh, again, agree to that point, because there, I don't care what party you're talking about. There's positives and negatives to every every party. So when you make a, a, a sort of a blanket statement like that, now you're saying you're everything. And if there's those there, some people, like you said, they're not necessarily strong in politics and they're you know one of the ones that are on the fence they may see some negatives on the democratic side and and say oh you know what i'm not with that i'm not with those particular views so maybe i shouldn't root among maybe i shouldn't vote for biden so you have to be careful when you make those type of statements and this is why like i mean i don't want to get too deep into because that's not the point here but Mm. I hope at some point, whether it's our kids or our 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 grandkids or so on, I hope at one at one point, all this this uh, political sides, you know, Democrat and Republican, is no more, and we're just looking at two people for their views, and that's it, and there are no labels. I don't know if that's ever going to exist, but I really hope it does at at some point. I think the only hope that we have in that in 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 parties going away is so. That would have to go away and the electoral college would have to go away. I look at those as like a hand in hand thing, Um, because as long as you have the electoral college and you have, you know, it's looked at as pretty much know what which way certain states are going to go. It makes it it make it supports the idea of having red and blue states. But like you said, ultimately, and this is this is a whole nother topic, but I love that we got here naturally is that it's meant as another way to divide people, because there are people who are technically in the conservative party who are very liberal conservatives. Same way on the other side. There are people who are are in the liberal party who are conservative liberals. So like as we educate ourselves more in what politics really mean, uh the fact that everything is political, the fact that you know how how information is is used to control us, once we start getting more into into those type of conversations and more and awareness on that becomes more of a mass level, people will start seeing the needs for parties go down and down because ultimately it's all about like you said it's about that person's ideas what they stand behind because a lot of people hell trump for example trump talked shit about the republican party for 15 years and even he said at one point if he ever ran for office it would not be as a republican but now look at it he did that because that's his base that's how he had how he got in the door so you know i mean i'm just saying that that should put a, a highlight on how the fact that political parties are it, it's a lot more to it than just than this all all red think this way all blue think that way but yeah yeah no i mean that's a great reminder when when trump ran for office the first time around he spent his, the entire primary campaign talking crap about the republicans and he even said hey if you guys don't nominate me i'll go i'll go off as an independent yeah. and i'll steal votes from whoever the republican party is you know so yeah, but obviously he had to do that because that's his his base. But you, the key word in all of everything you, we've just been talking about for the last two, three minutes mm. is the word you said, which is divide. Okay. It's just another means of dividing. And, and there's nothing more than the government wants than divide. Yeah. You know, th- when we divide, that's a win for them. I mean, that's, that's just that's just how it is. For sure. For sure. For sure. What are any things, any points in this in this debate or anything you want to make sure that we talk about? Go ahead. No, man. And here's and that's the problem. 
The purpose of a, so in my opinion, I think I would say 75% of people who watch a debate mm-hmm. are just watching to watch because their really minds are already made up. I'm, yeah. I'm going this way. I'm going that way. I do think there is a 25%. I may be off on these percentages, obviously, but there is a portion that they're legit. They don't know which way they're going to go. So these debates mean a lot. I believe that this first debate was just all jokes aside was just an absolute waste of time because regardless of what was said, I guarantee you, if you pull somebody and say, Hey, can you tell me some of the topics that were discussed? They'll name a few, but they can name every single insult and, 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 um, you know, ridicule and any, they can name all of those things, but they may not be able to list all the topics that were discussed because people were more into all the stupidness that was going on versus all the things that should have really mattered. So that took it away from it, which to his credit, I'm sure that's exactly what Trump wanted because the more of a shit show it is, the better he looks. And the thing, Trump did not, anything of note, of importance, Trump didn't have answers for any of it. Now, Joe, I'll have to admit too, he had more answers than Trump, but a lot of it is like, I don't know if they're saving it for later debates or what, but it seemed like, it felt like there were times where Joe could have had a knockout punch, if they were, we're using the boxing analogy in this by by coming with facts. For example, Trump saying that, that, that he had to close the greatest economy in the world... Trump keeps using the fact that unemployment rates were at an all-time low before COVID as meaning that the economy was doing great. When there's evidence to the contrary with that, our domestic product was down 4% than any other president in the last, I can't remember how much how much time. Um, so the economy, while unemployment rates, more people were working, which does boost the economy. But when we talk about our actual domestic product and where that's, that's one of the biggest statistics in 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 the factor of looking at how our economy is doing, Joe didn't. Joe could have hopped on that and completely tore down his argument because that's been Trump's argument for the longest is that we that we've had the greatest economy before COVID. And instead, he focused more on what well, we would have lost more lives. And I feel like with I don't know if Joe doesn't have the facts. I don't know if his people didn't prepare him for that because I was waiting in this debate because you know Trump's going to bring it up because he's a money guy. He's a finance guy who's going to talk about the economy. And the fact that I have to make this point and Biden didn't is exactly part of the issue. What do you think there? Well, I feel when it comes to a lot of a lot of the um topics mm. i feel like joe biden can have an advantage but when it comes to economics yeah. and financials trump will always kill him because he knows it and you could just he you could see trump's whole and not only in debates i'm just talking in general, in general yeah. you can see when he's talking about financials and economy his whole face just changes and he goes into like his zone because yeah. that's what he knows that's what he's known all of his life and i think one of the biggest issues is donald trump says something over and over and when he says this Joe Biden does not know how to how to defend himself. And it's what he says when he says you were in office for all those years. Well, you know, 47 uh, Obama years, was. 47 how months, come which was a great line. Right. Yeah. But it, right. Yeah, right. That was an amazing line. But the, just talk, speaking of the eight years he was vice president, how come your administration didn't do this? How come your administration do that? And I think Biden does not have an answer because what is he supposed to say? If that's facts, what is he supposed to say? Well, see, and that's the thing is that Biden could have very well said, well, I was the that I was the vice president. You, that was a, a I supported no Obama. Way. But, but th- no, no, no. I'm saying he could well, have Obama said that. Kill his ass. But that that would have been suicide for for yes. his, his base to say, to say anything and and that's and that's where Biden is in in a pickle is because anything that that Trump can point out about the Obama 
campaign that 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 was an issue and that if joe even says well i see where we went wrong with it this is where we're going to make it better that can be looked at as okay now you're shitting on obama okay now we're really not going to fuck with you so he can't he can't do that so it's yeah i get it i get where you're coming at with that and i i he cannot bite obama's hand because i'm telling you if obama if he didn't have Obama, didn't have his back, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Oh, no. It would be a one one way landslide type of thing. Yeah. Obama's endorsement is huge because Obama is so popular with both. Repu- I mean, I know you see stupid shit online about people talking shit about Obama, but that's just a small few. Majority Generally, people Republicans love Obama, love Obama. Yeah. right? Right. Um, so that's a that's a slippery slope for him. <laughs> what do you think? So we're, we're preparing next week. Well, this week is the vice presidential debate, which I talk, I told you I was almost looking more forward to because I think Kamala is just going to murder Pence. But into the next presidential debate, uh, it's supposed to go down on the 14th, I believe. Who knows if that's still going to happen? Uh, Trump may be come, calling in on Zoom with that one with being diagnosed with COVID, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But what what are you looking for? in the next debate and what do you want to see or what do you think either either one because we want to be fair here as much as i like shitting on trump what do you think either party needs to do uh for this debate to go better i don't think it has anything to do with parties mm-hmm. i think the moderator and the people send this shit up need to figure out a way to stop the interrupting and stop that and uh, i can't believe this is not a thing but i don't understand why there's not a mute button i understand you're talking to the president and, and possibly future vice president but there needs to be an on and off switch so if someone starts getting too stupid you turn their mic off because it was it's just a constant back and forth interrupting and they're not getting anything solved it's just a, it's a complete shit show so i think the moderators need to figure something out and either the people that, who are setting up this debate either that or just give them gloves and let them fight like just <laughs> say fuck it well that's i've been said since we did <laughs> mbk episode one Vers- let's have a versus battle <laughs> no not even versus let's, let's actually have them even though just box yeah just box just fucking beat somebody's ass let's, just fuck it um do it I think ultimately, yeah, though, Mike you know, Tyson to um referee. As much as we're making fun and it sucks, I think the American people lost in this. Is because this is what we have to look forward to, and I think we don't. When you go from somebody like Obama, who had such class and grace and poise all the time, and who knows how to command a room, and to have two people in here who you know basically it's this is geriatric, like this is like watching grumpier old men. That's what this is like. This was like watching, and I love grumpy old men. I love that fucking film. That's what this was like watching, bro. And let's let's even take it before that. Let's talk about before that. Let's talk about um, Bush Jr. He wasn't necessarily, you know, he wasn't the most intelligent, but he was fairly. I was just about to say, correct. He was not the most intelligent president we had, but he never did things that I was like, that's that's just nuts. Or oh, he's get. He was still. I feel like he was still classy. And um, these two guys, though, and the worst part of all of this is we the entire world has their eyes on our nation and we look like complete jokes to everybody out there you see the comments on social media and you have to know what they're thinking like like look at you guys this is a joke america's supposed to be the greatest country on the planet and we are a joke well a couple days after this we got the and it was so funny because it came at one o'clock in the morning and i was up just i don't know if i was working on a podcast a topic list what and I got notice notification. Trump confirms him him and First Lady positive with COVID, and I was like, "This shit can't be real." So I like go looking, and it's it, like, and I people have used the whole him calling it a hoax, which is part of a bigger for a bigger statement. What I, I understand, you know, we know how sensationalism goes and whatever, but 
so not only do Trump and the first lady have COVID, a lot of it it's it was like four or five people in his either his his entourage and the Republican Party is like it's like somebody almost tried to sabotage him with COVID. What do you think about that, bro? Well, do you see the the woman that they say that this whole thing came from? Yeah. Yeah. Did you do you see her? Do you know who she is? I mean, I, I've seen her picture. What about her? You, you, what are you mm, trying to say? I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> so what I'm going to keep in mind when this woman was staying, I'm just going to say this. When she was staying in the White House, her room was next door oh. to Trump's room. But let's go ahead and move forward. And, and what you were saying, the day I want to say the day before they announced that he had coronavirus, uh, the wife and I were actually watching uh, one of his rallies. He was in Duluth, Minnesota. Air Force One dropped and like a million people came out. He wasn't wearing a mask, but when he was talking, you could hear in his voice. He wasn't really doing too well. My wife even said like, man, he sounds like he's getting sick. And next thing you know, within like 24 hours or something, 40 hours, I don't remember what it was. They said he has coronavirus. Here's my thing. I'm not going to speculate whether this is a hoax or not, but he, here are the two things that I want to really say about this. Number one, um, Regardless if this is a hoax or not, I don't know. But Donald Trump will get over this. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the promo he's going to cut oh. after he gets over this, he's going to say, listen, I'm 70, however old he is. I'm overweight. I'm obese. And I did absolutely fine. Quit quit bitching. Stop being a pussy. <laughs> I beat, that, I beat that, COVID. It's time to beat Joe. That's what, that's what it's hey, hey, like. Trust, trust. Oh, yeah. This absolutely has to be a slogan. Um. What I will say though is that the people I, I'm I'm someone who I, I look at it like this. I never you would never hear as much as I joke, as much as I talk shit, especially if you listen to my brother's keeper, I say some off the wall shit. I never mm-hmm. wish for anybody's death. So the thing the people who are who are doing that, I understand it, but that's not the way to go about it. Like it's it's just not go ahead. So that was my second point. And I don't know if you if you were were on my Facebook today, but I, I posted something on social media a couple hours ago. So disgusting. Some people are like happy that Trump got coronavirus and they're saying things like, oh, well, Trump has been he he has thrown insults to other people. He has wished bad upon other people. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But I actually saw today a mother who I know on Facebook saying indirectly, like, it's a good thing that Trump got the coronavirus because, you know, he's wished bad upon other people. I'm not a father. You're a father of four. This is how could you be a mother or a father and say this? So you mean to tell me if you're a third grade child, you know, someone calls your third grade child something, you're going to teach them like, oh, do it back. Like, this is not third grade. This isn't a, you know, you're an adult and this is a human being, regardless of how bad the human being is, you are, you may think he is. Why wish death upon somebody or, or bad ill will against someone? I just don't get that. Listen. I, I, I'm someone who's going on record and said that I, if I could, I would run out and hit LeBron James in the knee with a metal bat and get yes. away with it. I get shit like that. But my thing is specifically death. I guess I could hear somebody say all day that they hope Trump is shitting all over himself since he has COVID. That's funny. I take that shit. But it's the death aspect of it. Now, as far as it being a hoax, um, I... Bro, I'm not gonna lie to you. I do think that this was a hoax. Like just the timing of it. Now there, because other people have gotten it too. It's like, all right, maybe it's not. But at the same time, it's like, bro, I, I and that just tells you where I am now with society. I doubt every fucking thing, bro. Everything. It's not just politics. It's not just Trump. It's with basketball. It's with everything in my life, bro, that I see on TV. I doubt the legitimacy of almost every fucking thing in the media. So that's just where I stand with it. 
Yeah, so I said I wouldn't, I wouldn't speculate, but since you're bringing it up, okay. and I'll tell you where my feelings are. Let me let me ask your listeners out there and ask you. You mentioned the timing. That's number one. Let me ask you this question. Do you think ever in Trump's four years, almost four years in office, something has happened where they kept it under wraps and hidden from the, the world? That is one. That That is a good No, no. Do you uh, think point? that's ever Trump, happened? Ever? Trump, do I think it's with Trump or ever? With Trump. Do you think anything, even one thing has happened? I'm not talking about coronavirus. I'm saying anything oh, has absolutely. happened. Where it's happened in they every presidency. It. Okay. Yeah. So with that being said, why in the hell one day hide this? Because this looks bad on Trump because for yeah. all the shit that Trump has talked about, mask and all that stuff, you would think they want to hide this because this looks bad on Trump. They would want to hide this unless they have a bigger plan. And mm. that's where my mind is at right now. Mm. Why would they not want to hide this? They could keep this on the wraps. Trump, if he felt he, he was sick, he could have got somebody privately be like, hey, look, come test me. Mm. Keep this right here between us. It's only me, you, Melania. No one else knows. But they didn't don't go that route. And I have to think there is a reason why they didn't go that route. Bro, I doubt. I, I, I'm glad you're on the same page. Like, every everything is fucking political. Everything has has its own meaning. Like, it, it I, I just don't put anything past anyone. Especially not fucking Donald J. Trump. Whatever his fucking middle. I think it is J. Uh, but, uh, there's an agenda for everything, bro. A, yeah, everything has its agenda. Every, and for people who are listening to this who... Only think, listen, your your favorite rapper, like everything, your favorite news person, I don't care if it's the, every outlet, every media outlet, this is why I do love podcasts, not the mainstream ones that are done by celebrities. This is why I love like our little level of podcasting because it's more pure, right? Because people don't have agendas. Like everything has an agenda and it all, and it's funny, it's, it's not even, it used, they used to try to hide it. It's so fucking blatant now, bro. Like they, they, they will straight up strike out facts proven facts in media just to pro- keep a, a certain agenda going but this is that's a topic for another day bro because we're i can go down there that's the rabbit hole and i remember the first time mbk likes now the, yeah we'll, we'll get into that uh final uh pence kamala let's leave it on that coming up wednesday what what is this going to be the bloodbath that i think it's going to be i think pence is going to have a tongue lashing like no other bro that's what i think this but we be, may be surprised who knows this is going to be like the time I feel like, you know how, like, when you got in trouble at school and, like, you had to, like, ride that bus home and you just knew when you get home your parents were just waiting to give you your ass whooping? That's how I imagine Pence is being on the way to this debate. It's just, it's a long-ass ride home where it's, like, or one of those, wait till your dad gets home. And you got to wait for the two or three hours till your dad gets home to beat your ass because Kamala is going to fucking murder him. And the thing that makes it just drills that home to me is in the little promo clip, commercial, whatever you want to call it. And she's being interviewed and they're like, oh, well, Pence says he can't wait. He can't wait to debate you. And she gives that smirk, that snicker and says, oh, me too. It's just like you're, you're fucking evil. But I love it. I love it. She's gonna eat his ass alive, bro. Yeah, I, well, that's an interesting. Um, that's an interesting statement. But um, here's the thing. This is gonna be a very important, important uh, debate. And let me tell you why. There are a lot of people, whether they're joking or not, who who are questioning whether Joe Biden can even survive, literally survive four years of presidency. And if God forbid, you know, let's say he wins the election and God forbid something happens to him and he dies. 
Kamala Harris is our ne- is our next president. So that's why these these uh, vice president debates, I think, are big. And obviously, they're an extension of the president itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really interested. I do think it's going to be less of a shit show than uh, the first uh, debate was. And I think it's going to be more topics and, and stuff like that. So it should be really interesting. I'm curious to see how Kamala comes at Pence and how Pence reacts. Well, there you have it, bro. Uh, that's it. Well, we we talked about the debate. We preluded the next debate. Uh, go ahead and give me your social media, bro. Let's get up out of here. Yes, sir. I can be reached on Twitter at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1JB. You can also find me on Facebook. And yeah, thanks again for having me on the show. I appreciate that, bro. Anytime, you bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs>
that's not a deal breaker for for most people, especially if they have children. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that we have to move right away, but eventually I no longer want to stay here. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I told him I don't I don't remember anything. So I think those were the main two. The kids one was a big one, though. Um, Oh, the other thing was that I am like a creative and I'm a personality. So if you can't deal with what comes with that and that means like, you know, I have a guy, a huge guy following. So people flirting and leaving comments like I can't deal with anyone insecure. And so. That was the other thing that some men may consider deal breakers. Like some men don't want to deal with all of that. So those are my three things. But what are some of the things that you tell people that you feel like would be deal breakers? Um, How did they respond? What did they say? And make sure you tell me DM on Instagram or Facebook. Catch me at the first lady, D-A-F-I-R-S-T underscore L-A-D-I. And let me know. And um, it wasn't all bad this date. We decided that we would continue to get to know each other and see where it goes. But he did kind of feel away about those things. So <laughs> it looks like he got over it. But we'll see how it goes. I'll keep y'all updated briefly, okay? But reach out to me. Let me know. Talk to you next week. Bye. Stop. Hating on a nigga, that is a weak emotion, the lady of a nickel. And you can get tipped like you waiting on a nickel. Put a body bag in the apron on a nickel. I give my all behind the mic, but you can never see if you sit behind the light. And you don't have to pick me to win the title fight. But I'ma wear the championship belt so tight. And if I'm wrong, there is no right. And if I'm wrong, there is no white. I'm trying to be polite, but you bitches in my hair like the fucking polite. And my flow is rare, these other rappers nice, these other rappers bark, some of them even bite. But I'm much more bright, I give the game sight, so before you dim the lights, you just might, might wanna... Let's go. Uh, I got a, a first time guest on the podcast, man. This is a somebody who I don't. Some people may be shocked to hear us recording together. I don't know. <laughs> All I can say, man, is yeah, man. Time time is a motherfucker. But uh, I got I got Mister Peabody himself from uh, Social Complex. What's going on, bro? Man, what's going on, man? This is uh, probably a shockwave <laughs> to a lot of people, especially in the Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so I, I wanted to start the series, man, on uh, just talking to creators about the creative process, the space that this has put us all in, man. And I picked three people specifically. You are you were at the top of the list, a because conversation is long overdue. I think we tried to we planned to do something like at some point last year, and then just schedules just yeah. didn't line up. Um, but man, I think this is overall like a good thing to happen to a show growth. B it like petty shit, bro. Like to just be honest, we ain't gonna get it all into all this shit, but like. <laughs> It's funny how, but like, let's get it too, man. because, uh, <laughs> because, like, I think anybody who knows me and you, and like Avery said this when I first met Avery, and she was like, You and Peabody need to sit down and have a conversation. This is before anything. She was like, You guys are so much alike. And I think, you know, it's just, it's just funny, right? Because I think anyone who, like I said, who knows both of us, uh, several people said, Becca said it from, uh, from, uh, the team podcast, like, how do you guys not get along? You guys are like the same person. It's crazy, bro. So, like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Shit happens, man. Shout out to Becky, and she about to have a baby, yeah. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know, man. It's 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 oh, it has been long overdue. Shout out to Avery. She's the one who you know first. Yo, to be honest with you, uh-huh. uh, quick uh, off the record, we knew each other before anything ever happened. I think I had made a group me like almost three years ago, and it and then one day I was going through it, maybe about a year or two ago. And I was like, yo, I've been knowing this dude, you and maybe about three other people. Mm-hmm. Without knowing y'all, like we were in the same group, yeah. just didn't know. I didn't put two and two together. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, but nah, shout out to Avery, man. You know, she she was like, yeah, I don't know how y'all, you know, don't get along, <laughs> and, and y'all the same two people. I was like, man, I, I just don't know. I was like, man, blame blame uh, social media, yo. Social <laughs> media. social media has been a gift and a curse, y'all. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. I think because uh, I, I think like with social media, the thing is, is that a like people are automatically like for some reason in this podcast and space, like they act like everybody has to be in competition when there's more than enough people for all, everybody to get downloads. Like that shit is wild. First of all, yeah. but then on top of that, too, is like I think I think it, I honestly I think the, the thing that it start that it started is because we are so similar. Right. Is the when we both were on UML that it was that thing of like people looking like like. They're both on the same thing, and it was like, what? There's enough space for all this. Like it, it just yeah, it turned yeah. into some shit, fam. And then I want, you know, I, I'm one who in the last year, or so I've admitted, like at one point in time, my ego was fucking out of control, bro. Like in the sense that, I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know how good I am with this, and I think that I took that, I let, I let that get out of control sometimes. So like, it's just good to have space away from from shit and look back and just see like. Damn, nigga, I was tripping. Like for real, I can. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, there were times where I was like, "Fam," even while we was going back and forth, while we were doing it, I was looking back and like, "Dog, we really <laughs> arguing over Twitter right now." <laughs> I, was like, I could easily just put the phone down and do this, yeah. but my ego's like, "Nah, keep it going." You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm just like, "Dog, now that you look back at it and it's died down, it's like, what the fuck were we doing, yo?" Exactly. Because I think we, um, we left money on the table, bro, because there was a time period. And, it like, us working together, collabing, could have could have been fucking monumental. You feel me? At one point. So it was like, I, I don't know, man. And, and then I think also there was this, perce- even before me and you had our back and forth, that there was this, like, perceived beef when there never really was. I remember when I started the Breaks Media. It was right before you announced you were going to be on UML, and I had... I, I was planning on reaching out to you and be like, look, this is what I plan on I heard starting. About that. Yeah, and it's so funny because it's like people when, when people that. at first were like, do you and Peabody not care for each other? I'm like, little do y'all know, I was planning to reach out to work with this man. So I think yeah. like, and then other people getting in the mix being like, oh, I heard y'all don't like each other. And then you start thinking, well, do we not like each other? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, man, like I said, social media is a, uh, social media is a motherfucker, man. That's it sure. can uh, break you or it can make you, especially, you know, when people are behind your ear or, like, inside your ear. Yeah. And you just got to talk to, like, the main source. And, I mean, I can honestly say uh, I was an asshole, bro, and I apologize. <laughs> most definitely. Oh, uh, me too. It was one thing, like I said, we were on the same network, and it's like, dog, why the fuck did it not work? It, like, should have worked. So, yeah. whatever, whatever, man. Definitely, man. I apologize too, man. Like, that's – that. Like looking back, bro, it's just like wow, wow. And then we both have like the same mentor, like with uh with Poindexter and shit. Like we both look up to Poindexter. And I, to his credit, he kind of just stayed out of it. He was just like, look, I ain't he got did, time for did, this did. shit. Um, but he did. Yeah, yeah, this shit's crazy, man. But I'm glad we've 
Like <laughs> took that time, we're both grown, man. Like you, you've become a father. What's what's that like, man? Like I've been a father for most of my adult life. My oldest was I born see, when I was man. nineteen, man. So like, what what is what is that? Yeah, a lot of kids like? out there. Um, it's a blessing, bro. Um, it's uh, it's humbled me a lot. <laughs> Uh, in like my work life, uh, just outside of, I guess the social media and I'm kind of toned down on social media, you know, um, it's, uh, it's, a no words that I'm trying to express right now can make it into one sentence. It's just, I try to post pictures to show people how me being a father is, but there's every Every parent, whether it's father or like mother, has their own story mm-hmm. um, to how they are good parents. Yeah. And for me, it's changed me, you know, drastically. I was somebody, um, and I've probably talked about this so many times now, uh, I was my own worst enemy. I think I made a post not too long ago. Uh, I was my own brick wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made excuses for me not to finish school, um, and I would get tired of, you know, seeing people graduate and, you know, I'm African. So for me, you know, the mothers and fathers, they want to see their kids succeed and graduate. The main reason why your parents, if you're African, come from overseas to America is to have a better life and to provide for like their, you know, children. And for me not to finish school every year, whether it's high school and seeing kids go to college or from them going to college to now graduate, I still haven't graduated. And, you know, with my daughter being here, it was... It was like, yo, I got to straighten the fuck up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I I thought it was hard, but, you know, I went to school, talked to the counselor, figured out how many more hours I needed, what hours or what classes transferred over. Um, and she's made me a better man, not not even father, just a better man. Uh, if you were to step on my shoes or to talk bad about me, I would probably get upset and do things I probably shouldn't have done. With her, it's more so I can turn the other way and just live life, man. Yeah, yeah. Kids, kids have that that way of like centering you, right? And I, for me, I was still a young high head when my when my youngest, when my oldest was born because I was nineteen. But when my daughter was born, that's what. And I'm not saying it's because she was a do- a girl. I just think combination of where I was in life and just reviewing things. It was like, yeah. all right. I need to start getting my shit together for real. And it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, people, people would be like, Oh, it took for you to have kids to get your shit together. But Hey, fuck it. At least I got it together. But it really, everybody's story is different, yeah, man. You yeah. know, sometimes you need that, you know, kid, child to make you step your game up. And like you said, having a girl, I don't know how it feels to have a, you know, son, how oh, I see you post pictures all the time. And it's like, every man wants a son. Yeah. It's just, it's just a what it is. Everybody wants a son. For me, I found I had a girl, and I wouldn't trade her for anything in the world, man. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, that's beautiful, and uh, like it's funny because like you guys, like I, as far as I know, the first podcasters have a baby together and stuff. So it's like it, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's it, like your baby's been in the public eye literally since she was born because you guys are both on social media yeah. and shit. So it's like we we get we've gotten to see her grow up. Uh, so that's that's definitely beautiful, man, and. You know how how has do you do you feel now that being a father has helped you or changed you creatively, like with with what you do with your podcast and your platform? Um, I've given my co-host more. Uh, I've given him like the keys. Okay. Um, I think before 
I really didn't have, like I said, I didn't have a child. Uh, Social Complex was my child. Uh, oh, I loved it. I, I wanted everything to to go through me first. Um, now, with my daughter being born, I've given Marcus, my co-host, the creative space to take the keys. I know right now we're doing uh, like sneaker battles uh, via Instagram, and that's his idea. People thought it was my idea. You know, yes, I'm a big sneakerhead. I have shoes for days, but nah, that's his idea. That's that's, what's up. that's his realm now. You know what I'm saying? And I think for me, I was kind of stubborn in that way. Um, everything had to go through me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I made the name. It was branded. The logo. Everything was me, 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 me. With her now, it's more so like, yo, I've, I've learned, you know, patience is a virtue. Mm. And I've heard that before, but I've used it in so many other terms. I've just never used it in the podcast realm and I've let him take over and not say I'm in the back seat, but it feels good when you know that you're not the only person putting in a hundred percent. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And that, and that's one of the things like, um, you know, I have this podcast solo, but like the other ones that I do that I have like, at this point now, the breaks radio, which is my hip hop podcast. That's like Mary's podcast because I get like, it's it's all built around her. She's the legit one. Like hell, she worked for Hot ninety seven for years. So it's like I feel like yeah. I, I defer to her. Um, but it's good to have have a team when you can have one. Um, so Thanks. like and and I remember like Social Complex was one of the first in like our our group of of because you know podcasters hundreds and thousands of podcasters but like in the circle that oh, we exactly. run in it was it was uh it was you guys were one of the first ones to use video consistently like how do you see that now like coming down to 2020 almost every major podcast that's successful has a video element like you were oh. one of the first ones that i see, that i saw like use it as, as consistently what you do so how does that make you feel like that you guys are kind of one of the first ones to do it it's cool, man. Um, it's it's always good to listen to a podcast at work or like you're driving, but you know, there's there's something called facial expressions. Yeah. You know, people are laughing on the pod. You wanna know what they're laughing at. Um, and you know, people love audio, people love visuals. Yeah. I know for me, if I'm at the crib, iron my clothes or just cleaning, I wanna watch what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And I think for us, you know, we also have to, you know, we have a Facebook group as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to listen to your audience. Um, it's not just what you feel is gonna be successful, it's what your audience feels as well. Sure. Um, they're the ones that's giving you the views, giving you like the listens. Yeah. Um, and we started off on SoundCloud. I think you were the one who introduced me to uh, Point Dexter because like, yo, SoundCloud's numbers aren't always yeah. accurate. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. So I give you credit for that as well. So I was like, hey, you know, let's bring in the visuals as well. And of course, we all know the Joe Budden podcast. I mean, I'm not the first one to come up with the idea. I saw it from them. I saw it from like the Breakfast Club. You want to see what Charlemagne is fucking laughing at? His facial yeah. expressions. So I mean, visuals is always a key element to anything that you do, no matter what it is. People want to also see you as well. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, eye candy. You know, or or uh, or a handsome young guy. Hell, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let sure. me see it now. <laughs> what uh? So we're in a, we've been in the pandemic uh, basically for all, all this year. And uh, this is kind of what got me started. It's like there's a lot of new creatives now that are popping up. Um, so I wanted to have these conversations with other creatives, because, especially ones that are like established and have been doing this for a while. What has the pandemic taught you about yourself as a creative? What have you used it to, you know, strengthen 
uh, take away if you notice something that, that wasn't working that now you, you've had more time to take away. Other, I know you've, you've empowered Marcus Moore, which is which is great, especially since he came up with the sneaker joint because that shit, that's like verses for sneakerheads, and I love that shit, man. I love it. But yeah. what, what else have, have you learned about yourself as a creative in this pandemic? Um, getting more creative. Uh, I bought me a camera. Okay. So – um, I, I noticed, you know, quality is everything. Mm. Uh, so I had to do research and like I said, right now we're doing the whole IG, the pandemic, I think, and I can probably speak for everybody underground, uh, unless you are getting paid or getting sponsored by Spotify or, or just by one of like the big marketers. Um, you still had a building, you, you had something still funding. Um, we had to take a break from that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the pandemic hit everybody. We are typically a guest based podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, zoom doesn't work for everybody. That's right. It, it, it just doesn't. I mean, I don't care what you say. It just doesn't even for a second, the building that we were recording in, they had to stop as well. So we did the whole zoom uh, we did the IG live, uh, and it, 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 it fucking worked. But I think for me, um, now that I bought the camera, now that I've, I've also sat back during the pandemic, uh, watched you, you know, uh, listen to, I mean, watch you, of course, everybody, you know, I'm gonna give a shout out to all y'all motherfuckers, <laughs> I might not but I, but I see y'all. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, I see y'all. Um, and, and, and like major props to y'all, y'all have still been able to um, give out content during this pandemic. And it's hard, y'all, because now you have to work with people's schedules. People's schedules change now. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's, uh, or for us, I think I've just sat back and we are still doing the IG content because we it's, it's easy, but it's hard at the same time because you have to give out Twitter for, for us and, and maybe Marcus can agree that's our least uh, active source of activity. Mm. Uh, Facebook and IG are our number one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so we have to accommodate for everybody. So what may work for others may not work for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And for us right now, we're focused on Facebook and IG right now until the pandemic kind of opens up a little bit more. Um, so for right now, we've just been sitting back. I've been taking my notes. I bought the camera, so I'm trying to get my whole setup now, like yourself, of course. <laughs> and just, I bought two cameras, so I'm just trying to see how I want to work with the cameras and also include Marcus in as well. Yeah, that's what's up. Like, yeah, v- video is going to be, especially going forward, going to be huge. That's why I've invested so heavily in it as well. Um, yeah, it's it's what I what I can tell you, like too, with with like cameras. Once you like really get into them, bro, that I I was looking at it when I first started, like. A fucking deer in the headlights. I didn't know what I was doing when I started editing yeah. video, but it, it was like uh, it's come it's come to me now naturally, and it's like just an extension of what I do. But video is gonna be huge for everyone. People love videos, yeah. yo. I mean, I'm a big sneakerhead. You know, some of these sneakerhead podcasts is cool, but when you sit down and watch them, I don't want to hear you talk about uh, all the biohacks or ones. I want to see what the fuck they look like. You exactly. know what I'm saying? I want to see, you know what I'm saying? I want to see the buttery feel <laughs> on what you're pressing on the toe. I want to see that. I don't want to hear you talk about it. Yo. Yeah, for sure. Um, so most definitely visual is a, uh, visuals is very, very big and shout outs to like the ladies who are also doing visuals too. Um, I'm all big up for, you know, ladies, especially like my black ladies. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, sex sales, 
Yeah. Um, not, it, is is nothing to, to hide. Um, you know, we see these ladies or we hear them. We want to see y'all. Yeah. Point made clear. Yeah. And that ain't nothing left to say with that one. We definitely want to see it. like and like you said for me, a one a podcast that I can give an example on, like I listened to the eighty five South show one time and I couldn't stand it. Like I don't know what, okay. what it was about it. When I saw the video though, I was like, "Oh, these motherfuckers is funny as hell!" Like it's it's so funny yeah. how, how it changes the dynamic of it. So yeah, for, it just it depends on the content. Like some I can listen to and I don't care to see. Some I have to see the video. If they got video content, I have to see it. Joe Budden is another one for me with that. Um, so what? Like you 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 got the cameras. Uh, now you used to record in the studio and go to a building. Now that that's been taken away, are you starting to like when everything is over with? Are you going to have you planned to like build your own studio now in your in your house and you have your own space? Or are you planning on going back? Most definitely, man. Yeah. Um, I think, and to go back to your question, the pandemic, not so much what have I gained from it, but what have I learned? Um, you don't need to go to a studio. And I think you've probably preached about that maybe like a year or two ago. Yeah. You don't need a studio. Um, you can create your own studio, man. It's, it's just how you want to set up. And you have a vision instead of you paying people to edit for you, to have a setup for you, have your own setup, save money, man. I mean, we were giving out damn near 150 bucks, almost 200 bucks a month uh, for what? You know what I'm saying? Damn, yeah. Uh, save up, get a camera. I think the camera I bought close to about 800 bucks. And, and yes, it's a lot up front, but if you were talking about 150 to 200 bucks, that shit adds up. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, so make your own setup, man. And uh, another thing, we don't need guests all the time. You know, our content creates itself sometimes. And I'm going to say this in confidence, man. <laughs> Shout out to all my guests who have been on there. I love every single last guest, man. But fuck these guests, man. Um, <laughs> I feel how you, and I, and I said that to say, you can have somebody, and I'm not going to say any names, but they can have a huge following, have over 100,000 true followers, not paid followers. Mm. Uh, but their content sucks. So, yes, you got them on the show because, oh, they have a big following. They, they come on the show. Um, you're going to assume that's going to bring you more uh, followers or more listens. And when they get on there, they don't have that same energy. Yeah. So now you're just talking to a brick wall. So uh, also, you know, just just talking to Marcus, man, I think we can just do our own thing, which we have been. Um, but I think you don't have to have a guest every time. For sure. You know, for sure. That's something that I've, I've done, too, in, in 2020 is like I, I I don't use I used to have guests on every episode. Now, I think I've, yeah. only, I've had like maybe 10 all this year. Um, and that's because I, I, when I do have one on, I want it to be a reason rather than just to have a guest to have one. I want it to be a yeah. reason to how ass to the content. And I, I really like, I used to try to get bigger guests. And like you said, but like, really, I love working with early on podcasters, other podcasters that are on our level, because like, we just have fun doing it. Like the other people, like some of the bigger ones, like they treat these guest appearances, like, like you're supposed to roll out the red carpet for them. And it's like, right. let's just have right. fun and have a conversation. So. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Yeah, because you brought it up to me earlier. How do you feel about all these podcasts coming up, man? It's like (laughs) fucking. I mean, like, do you feel that? uh, I don't want to say competition, Uh but you feel as if. So okay, I'm I'm gonna put it out there for. I mean, since it's kind of new, Tory Lanez. 
Okay. Tory Lanez, of course, put out a new album. We all know what happened. Uh, there's so many podcasts talking about it. Yeah. It's like, damn, whose content do I listen to? Because you're going to hear the, the same, like, same shit. shit on every podcast. It's yeah. just that whose delivery is going to make it come to life. Yeah. Man, so this is this is what I could say. And I hope I don't... Well, if I offend somebody, fuck it. Um, fuck them, yeah. Yeah. I don't listen to new podcasts until they like 15 to 20 episodes in because so many pop in and 10 episodes, they gone. So like, I, I'm not going to yeah. invest my time in someone who I'm, I don't think is going to be around for a while. Um, VV, for example, from uh, uh, Not Perfect Just Broke. Like we were interacting, okay. we've been interacting on Twitter for the better part of a year. And I just started listening to her podcast maybe like three months ago because, and it's not because of her content was whack or anything, but new people pop up all the fucking time and disappear. So I caught up on all, all the season one before she started the new season, because it was like, all right, you've been around for a while. We've been interacting. I need to listen to what's going on. But, um, I don't, I don't try to jump on, on new podcasts immediately, like, or listen to yeah. them, like, some reach out if they reach out and, and say they like if they retweet my show say they listen I, I'll definitely give a listen in because I'm, I'm only you know you listen to me so I can I can give you my time to listen listen to you back then but I mean ultimately I don't really listen to a lot of new podcasts and I think what that's done for me like having a lot of podcasters like you said they all talking about the Tory Lane shit is I, I, I now gear my content to be different so I stand out like there's 150 people talking about Tory Lane's I'm going to yeah. throw you a curveball. I'm not even going to talk about Tory Lanez for real in this episode. Or if I do, it's going to be such a minuscule part. I'm not even going to put it in the description. You may catch it, but what I'm what I'm mainly pushing is what I'm talking about that's not Tory Lanez. So. Facts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you got to Yeah, man. It's, it's it's it makes it hard to stand out and don't get me wrong, like I get it. Podcasting is fun. Uh, especially if you're passionate about it, it it can be a form of therapy too. Mm-hmm. But like people like who are popping into this thinking that they're going to automatically get like they're going to get that Spotify deal all of a sudden. It's like, come on, now, man. let's be real. Let's be real. I, like I've been I've been at this for three years and I, I got the Disney Plus sponsorship. That shit took forever. Like that shit took thirty emails, bro, for me to get that shit. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. but like. I know how hard it was just to get that. I'm not. I'm not thinking about no. Like I, I make good money in my career. Like if I was doing this just to get rich, I would burn out. I do this because I'm passionate about it. Yeah. Uh, like you said it, yo. Uh, that's the main thing. If you think you finna come in here <laughs> and you one episode in, and you reach out to 20, 30, 40 people to hey listen to my podcast because I'm going to get signed. That shit ain't finna happen unless you probably know somebody. Uh, it ain't gonna happen, y'all. Oh man, no. uh, what's the girl? Uh, and I always use her as a uh example. I'm not a I'm a fan of her on CNN, but not a fan of her podcast. Uh, oh man, uh, Angela Rye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Angela Rye, man. Uh, I love her. I love her work. Um, but her podcast to me is not mm-hmm. you know y'all's podcast. Just a, a lot of underground podcasts are great and are better than hers, but name value, you know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. But please do not, and it's for everybody who, like, hears this, y'all. Do not think, and if you're a new podcaster coming in the game thinking you finna just kill it, if you're doing this because of money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Facts. And you're going to burn you out super quick. And like you said, it has to be, you know, therapeutic. It's, it just has to be something that you love doing, not because you're trying to do it to get money off of it. If you do it for that reason, you're, you're going to get burned out. Yeah. Hella quick, like it's 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 funny to see people burn out, and then it's like, and that's not to say that everybody who burns out is like bad at this per se, but you can just tell, like you can be good at something, but if your heart's not in it, 
you're going to still burn out at it. And I've seen so much of that shit over like the last year and a half. It's just like, damn, man, so many come and go. It's crazy, bro. Yeah, I mean, podcasting can, I mean, you know, podcasting can get kind of, you know, it it becomes a job. Yeah. Sometimes. For sure. And when you treat it like that, hope it does get boring. I mean, hell, I've I've been close to that several times before. But, you know, like you said, I I have to know and think, why am I doing this? And I do it because I love it, not because I think it's a job. So, you know, it's been some close calls for me. (laughs) I look close. I feel it. I I feel it. yeah, man. And I mean, me and you both have been on the other side of like social media drama, not even just with each other, but just in general. And it's just like it really pushes it into perspective that it's like I, I, I question and this again. This may piss some people off, but fuck it. Like I question sometimes the people in this game who actually have a life outside of this. You feel me? Like y'all, some of y'all, some of them have no friends in real life. And you can tell, bro, because they they everything all evolves around the timeline on Twitter. And it's just like, God damn. <laughs> man, you know, I know a few people who don't like me, who I know you follow, man. So let me keep my, fuck it. <laughs> let me not keep my confidence to myself. Um, shout out to everybody who still uh, screenshots and, you know, sends the mother of my child things, y'all. Uh, me and her are on good terms, so I do know everything. Yeah. Um, it's just I don't have the energy no more, B. Like you know, after the whole debacle of me fucking up uh, my home, yes, I fucked up my home. Uh, you know, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Maybe I'm a sick person inside. I kind of fed off that shit. You know what I'm saying? It was it was uh, entertaining. I didn't feel upset about it, nor was I mad. It was more so okay, cool. This is just new content for the bot. Yeah. And that's what I thought. Like, okay, cool. You're upset. Bet. Let me use that. It's new content. I made a whole fucking episode as to what happened. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it's people have too much time on their hands. It's uh I'm not gonna say it's old news, but hell, you know, if you hate me because you hate me because of that reason, I understand. But uh people have way too much drama or way too much time to make drama on social media, y'all. Yeah, I mean, we know who the ones are that have no like they 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 feed off what's going on in other people's lives because they must not have much going on in theirs and like like I mean, don't get me wrong, that's the shit that happened with y'all that ultimately was y'all. Yeah, it was put on social media and people had people responded and got involved oh, and whatnot. Man. But at the end of the day, like that's up for you two to figure out. And and it sounds like you did. You guys are on good terms. Let that let let them be like. That's what I mean. If people still sending her shit, like, that's just, y'all gotta be some sad-ass people, man. I would say, like, their names, but I don't know their social media names by heart, so <laughs> I haven't paid that much attention to them, but I don't know their uh, social media names by heart. Fuck it, man. Fuck it. Yeah, you know what? It's not even worth the time. Like, for real, they don't even deserve <laughs> to shine. Like, for real, man. And, th- and the thing is, I think, and I like that you said that and that you admitted that, like, you had to grow from that. Like we all, we anyone who says that they haven't, if, of course, theirs isn't on social media and on podcasts because they probably weren't in that place. We've all had that yeah. that that time or that relationship or that whatever that we've gone through. That it 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 it, it takes you to reflect on you. It makes you reflect on yourself and makes you reflect on your actions and just be like, damn, thank God I'm not where I was then. Like for real. Oh yeah, yeah. Learned a lot, bro. It's uh, last year to this year was a wild. Well, yeah. It was a wild, 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 wild ride. So yeah. uh, I learned my lessons. Uh, you know, broke up a happy home, came back to the home. So you know, hey, now we here. There you go. So uh, you know, it's, it's uh, crazy. Uh, it's uh, oh man, if I could write a book right now, 
uh, about that. Woo. Yeah, man. I, I, I salute, um, I say this on, on almost on every pod that I'm on now. I salute all the fathers and all the mothers, whether you're a single parent or y'all together. Uh, being a parent is, is uh, as good and as lovely as your child brings you. Being a parent is hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have to not, you have to learn not to be selfish. For sure. So, though, you know, your world is not resolved around you. It revolves around everybody now. So yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> bro, this is a long time coming, bro. Um, For sure, man. For sure. I'm, I'm, I'm. I am still shocked we're even doing this right now. Like, <laughs> like a year ago, we were supposed to do it. I just don't know, man. Uh, I don't know why we didn't do this, yo. Yeah, I, I honestly think it was like our schedules, and then we didn't, and then we didn't reschedule, and then that was literally like I think like three weeks before the shit went down. So at that point, I oh, really yeah. I really wasn't going to try to reach out and reschedule it because it's like, damn, how insensitive. That. I remember that. I, remember that. Yeah. I, I, I was walking inside the grocery store and uh, you called and we were talking, yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, you know, hey, Twitter, yeah, the atomic bomb dropped and, you know, everybody went crazy. So it was... uh. I, I, I went incognito for a couple, I mean, Marcus was like, bro, don't go on social media. And I wanted to, I was like, man, fuck everybody, dog. Yeah. But, uh, nah, man, um, you, like you live and you learn. For sure. You live and you learn, bro. Um, now sure. I can joke about it. I can, you know, get joked on and still laugh about it, but it is what it is, man. Yeah, man. I think if nothing else, like for the ones that listen to this and know, like I'm, it, it just shows that black men, like we can put our pride to the side. And that that's that's real that's I I when I was when I when I tagged you and I was like, all right, he may either take this as me being petty, like this is just me going back to like when, when we were had our little shit. I'm like, I hope he don't take this as me being petty, like legit. Yeah, I want him on this episode. Man. So then when you responded, you like get at me, I'm like, all right, good, we good. Like that's that is it's man, good. Uh, somebody uh hit me up, I think when I said yo, get at me, or I said something. Uh-huh. And I think uh old girl, she said something like, he just did. Somebody was like, say B. Don't get upset. So I'm like, fam, like I'm I'm not a monster. I'm not upset. <laughs> I, I actually laughed at it, yo. Yeah. So I knew what you um, meant by that, man. That's just yeah, man. man, yeah. People are people will keep shit going, man. But like ultimately, I'm glad that we did this, man. We gotta work together again. Um, for real. Like real talk, man. So any on this, like I want you before we go and depart, before you give your social media, man, any any one piece of knowledge that you give to a creative who's thinking about who's either starting, getting discouraged, wants to get into this game, what would be the the, the advice that you would give them? Cool. Uh, take your time. Mm. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Don't rush. Um, have a vision. Think about what you're doing. Um, and please, from the bottom of my heart, money will always be there. Money will be there before you're born. After you die, the money's going to be there. Okay. Um, do not do this for the money. Let that come on its own. Do this because you love it. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Do this because you love it. If you do this for money and you're trying to rush something, it's going to be trash. That's a fact. Point blank period. Yep. I'm not trying to mean, rude. Do this because you love doing it. If, if only one person listens to this, every episode that you drop, at least you know you have one person that is anticipating your episode. That's you know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, and I've learned, hell, we uh, we live in Houston. Yes, our audience is big in Houston, but most of our listeners who actually contact us, like, hey, 
why haven't you dropped an episode is in California. Mm-hmm. And that just lets us know that, hey, you know, people listen because they like our content. So do it because you love it, man. Once you don't love it, like you said earlier, just stop. Save yourself the time, headache, just stop. That's a fact. There you go. Well, that's been a conversation long overdue, man. Uh, Peabody, go ahead and give them your social media, man. Let them know where they can follow you in the podcast. My social media, man. I'm so bad at giving out my social media, man. Um, Ladies, please, when I give out my social media, please do not hit up my DM. Please, I'm repeating, do not hit up my DM. Uh, (laughs) I'm playing. Uh, My individual DM, of course, is social underscore P. Uh, you can find me on that name on both platforms. That's Twitter and uh, Instagram. As far as for the podcast, um, it's social underscore complex underscore. Just type in social complex. It pops up automatically anyway. Uh, and that's also for both uh, platforms. See you, Hayes. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, once this drops or people even get a glimpse of it, I know people are going to be like, this is fake, right? <laughs> we are not Donald Trump. This is not fake news. This is reality, uh, folks. Yeah. This is, yeah, yeah, you, yeah this is a reality. <laughs> Long this overdue, man. man I, thank you, bro, for uh, taking the time out, man. I do appreciate it, man. Like I said, we, uh, we're going to be talking, man, because I think we need to work together more. So definitely. Oh, yes, man. Most definitely, man. Uh, black people, I love you. Uh, Breonna Taylor, um, I love you still. I still love you. There you go. That's it. Let's send it off on that. I got these niggas Peace. breezy. Don't worry about it. Let that bitch breathe. I used to give a fuck. Now I give a fuck less. What do I think of success? It sucks. Too much stress. I guess I blew up quick. Cause friends I grew up with see me as a preemie, but I'm not in my nuts big. I don't know what the fuss is. My career is illustrious. My rep is impeccable. I'm not to be fucked with. With shit. Let that bitch breathe. I'm way too important to be talking about extorting. Asking me for a portion's like asking for a coffin. Broad daylight, I off your on switch. You're not too bright. Good night. Long kiss. Bye-bye. My reply. Blah, blah. Blast burner, then pass burner to Tata. Finish my breakfast. Why? I got an appetite for destruction and you're a small fry. Now where was I? Let that bitch breathe. I used to give a shit, now I don't give a shit more. Truth be told, I had more fun when I was pissed poor, I'm pissed off. This is success all about. A bunch of niggas acting like bitches with big mouths. All this stress, all I got is this big house. Couple cars, I don't bring half of them shits out. All the say spade, I drink just to piss out. I mean, I like the taste, could have saved myself six hours. How many times can I go to Mr. Chow's towels? No boo, hold up, let me move my bowels. I'll shit on y'all niggas, OG, tell these boys. I ain't got shit on my nigga. I got watches I ain't seen in months. Apartment at the Trump only slept in once. Niggas said over was over, such dummies. Even if I fell, I land on a bunch of money. Y'all ain't got nothing for me. Nas, let that bitch breathe. 
success. McLaren, women staring. My villain appearance, sacred blood of a king in my vein ain't spilling. Ghetto Othello, sugar hero mellow, Camaro driven. I climax from paper, then ask why is life worth living? Is it the hunt for the shit that you want to receive great, but I lust giving? The best jewelers want to make my things. I make Jacob shit on the rain just to make me a chain. Niggas mentioned the one love, came home to paper in hand. They gotta brag about the feds, young man. Old cribs I sold, y'all drive by like monuments. Google Earth knives, I got flats in other continents. Worst enemies wanna be my best friends. Best friends wanna be enemies like that's what's in. But I don't give a fuck, walk inside the lion's den. Take everybody's chips, about to cash the men. Up your catalog, dog, mine's worth too much. Like Mike Jack's ATV part, but Tola can't touch. Let this bitch breathe. <laughs> Let this bitch breathe.